a snap. Hearing my loud voice means that we are back with another episode of Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. I am Jimmy Erickson, and we are going to be going over the matchups from last week. We're going to be going over predictions for this week, and we are going to be going over the standings for the league as of right now. Uh, welcome, guys. My name is Jimmy again. This is Bucket Hats and Toe Taps, a Monmouth County Men's Flag League production. Um, last week was kind of crazy. We had some big matchups. Gary switched up a lot of the divisions. He's finalized the divisions, if I'm not mistaken. So the standings I'll be going over. Everybody should be stuck in the division that they're currently in. We may have one or two teams move up or down, depending on what we what Gary sees. Again, don't quote me on that, because I don't know. He's just... I just looked at the standings today, and I just saw a whole bunch of teams got moved up and down. So... It's going to be a really interesting podcast. I got a couple of things to say about a couple of the teams. We got a couple of straight front runners in the divisions, and we have a couple people I want to say a couple of things to, so I'm not happy with how they acted last week, but hey, we'll we'll get to that. Anyways, um, we're going to start out in the gold division. We're going to go over the matchups from last week, and then we'll hop into silver bronze diet bronze and plastic yeah i gotta call you guys the plastic division now because apparently i've been informed by gary that you guys not you guys like the entire division but a couple teams inside the co-ed division didn't like being called co-ed because they didn't have females on their team so you guys are officially the plastic division because that apparently sounds better than co-ed so congrats plastic division anyways um after we go over the results from last week, we will go over the standings, and then after we go over the standings, we'll go into the predictions for next week, along with the matchups for next week. Um, starting in gold, we had Body Bags versus Mean Machine 2.0. Mean Machine 2.0 ended up losing 26-20. to 20. Body Bags ended up taking that one. Mean Machine um, seems to be like their counterpart from silver that got them moved down to bronze they're not a terrible team they keep up with the teams that they're playing against all of their losses have come pretty reasonable opposed from the loss from two plus club but them being the powerhouse that they are you can't really put too much against them for that so seeing as mean machines like this middle of the pack team i'd still watch out for them they have a chance to squeeze out a couple wins against a couple teams um the second matchup for the day you saw Mean machine again they played the terps 28 to 30 they lost uh terps are a solid team they're uh they got our one boy mike i believe he's the referee for the staten island side of the league or he refs or he runs the league I don't know exactly what he does, but he's really involved with the league, and he's a really good receiver. I just wanted to shout him out. I didn't know he was on the Terps. I didn't even know the Terps were you guys. They're, they're basically Brooklyn Woo 2.0. It's uh the Brooklyn Woo's, like, gold division squad. So I know them. They're pretty cool. Uh, very good team, actually. They ended up winning, like I said, 30-28. to 28. Again, Me Machine keeping it really close. I believe the Terps won on a two-point conversion if i'm not mistaken but again don't quote me on that because i don't know or they might have stopped a two-point conversion at the end to stop it from being tied but that was a really good game i enjoyed watching that i got a couple photos from that one talked to the guys on the sideline um 
We're going to see a lot from the Terps this season. I think their quarterback is really, really shifty and actually a lot better of a linebacker than I expected. I never saw him play defense when we played Brooklyn Wu, but um, that kid's he's a good rusher. He's got a really good ability to get to the quarterback and get his flag out. Um, I saw him get like two or three sacks, if I'm not mistaken, last week. So uh, Gold Division, watch out for the Terps. I think the only people that really need to worry about them right now are 2-plus club. I I really think it's 2-plus club, Terps, and then the rest of the division right now. Um, Passing TDs is a very good contender. I don't know where they go when it comes to uh, playing Terps. I believe they beat the Terps. No, Body Bags beat the Terps. So... I'm not really sure. That being their first game together and everything, the Terps losing way back when in the first week, uh, 28-27 to the body bags. I don't know. I, I think Terps are a really good contender for this league. So we'll see. Um, Notre Dame Legends, they played passing TDs. twenty. They lost 21-35. to um, I don't think I saw Henry. This guy, I've been, tell, I've been told about this guy, Henry Smith or something. He talks about himself in the third person. A really good player. But I've yet to see this guy. I really, I really wanted to get some words in with him, see, see what kind of player he is, see if he's really as cocky as he says he is. Um, he's apparently the the corner piece to this Notre Dame offense or something because it seems like ever since he hasn't been around, Notre Dame's been uh, not winning as much. But uh, they got moved up to gold. I believe Gary knocked them down to silver as of now. So they'll be playing in the silver division. He moved them directly up to gold. I think that was a little bit of a mistake throwing them into gold. He should have put them against a couple silver teams to see how they played out. But they're in silver now, so we'll see how they play out for the rest of the league, the rest of the division and everything. We'll see how uh, they place in silver. They're 1-2 and two currently, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Pass and TDs played 2-plus club in the final game for gold that day. Uh, 26-27 goes over to 2-plus club. Like I said, 2-plus club is one of those teams that they, if you're not playing uh, Pass and TDs and you're not playing Terps, you're almost guaranteed a win at a two plus club, uh, two plus club. They're just one of the better teams all around. I think they ended up stopping a two point conversion to win the game. Also, um, if I'm not mistaken, I was playing on the other side of the field, so I'm not exactly sure what went on during that game, but I know it was a high score or a, um, high powered game. They got down to the end zone a couple times and then got stopped. Same thing with pass and TDs. They kept it really close. Pass and TDs and two plus club. I believe are like the two veterans of the gold club. They've been the Ones that I remember being around the longest, so it's not surprised to see Pass and TDs know what Two Plus Club does and how they play and keeping it close. It's almost like that uh, classic silver matchup between Outlaws and uh, Plan B, where it's always a close game, even though you know one team's clearly a little bit above the other in the rankings and power as of right now. Yeah, I'm talking about Plan B. Sorry, Outlaws. You got a little work to do right now. You guys are looking clean. Got a got a nice victory this week. Speaking of Outlaws and Plan B, we're going to head into the Silver Division matchups for last week. Um, <clears throat> Plan B played Huffin and Puffin. I believe they went down, if I'm not mistaken, in the beginning, 0-6. to six, And then they ended up going on a 44-18 to like 18 run after that. It, uh, final score is 44-24. Huffin' and Puffin' ended up getting a little bit beat up. Plan B, again, putting on a clinic. I love watching those guys play. Love getting photos of them. Um, Officer Novak had an absolutely beautiful pick two or pick three. I don't know how many points you get for picking off that extra point, but he grabbed it right out of the corner's hands on the pylon and ran it 
all the way back. Quickest we've ever seen that boy run. Probably the fastest he's run since the police academy. So it was really good to see him having fun out there. Um, Mike Vela had an absolute field day again. He's been playing absolutely phenomenal. If I'm not mistaken, I think somebody told me he had like a 14 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio as of right now. So look to see Plan B continue their high-powered offense. Their defense has been really, really well stacked right now, stopping a lot of the teams, holding them to a decent amount of points, um, even giving the ball to these teams over and over again. After scoring 44 points, they still held them to 24, so that's pretty impressive. Um, second game out of silver, we had, where is it? Balls Deep versus All Madden. Balls Deep ended up losing 27-34 to to All Madden. Like I said last week, guys, I don't know if you remember, but All Madden, it's looking like the second or third place team in the Silver Division right now. All Madden is a sneaky team. They have the quarterback, Joey, very, very shifty. He's a great safety. They seem to have a high-powered offense, seem to be able to keep teams from scoring less than them. Not exactly a little, because they've been giving up a decent amount of points, but They've been holding teams to less points than them, and that's what matters the most, getting the wins out there. Um, third game of the day went to Outlaws 21-0 over Dr. D. Um, Outlaws put on a show. I can't say anything less. I watched that game. Absolutely played their hearts out. Decimated Dr. D. Um, Dr. D, after last week getting their... Uh, Sea legs under them trying to, you know, bust out another win this week. They couldn't really get anything going for them. But the Outlaws, like I said, they're the regular season warriors. They tend to do amazing throughout the regular season. Playing them in the regular season is very, very difficult of a game. So, Dr. D, don't put, don't go too down on this loss. Uh, look to bounce back next week. I really think you guys can end up not being the last place team in silver. Not that that says much, but... I'd like to see you guys, you know, end up with a little bit better record, maybe finish towards the middle of the pack. And then um, Notre Dame Legends, I mentioned, got knocked down to silver. They played, lost 21-35. So they'll be playing um, in the silver division from now on. So it'll be interesting. When we get to the standings, I'll go over what teams are in each division, and we'll kind of talk about the uh, moves from there. So we're going to go down into the bronze division now where we had a couple really, really good matchups that I got to watch last week. It was really great games. We had uh, Spartans put on an absolute show against Team Highlight. Team Highlight played a great game. They had a couple, I'm not going to call them suspect calls, but calls where they really, really were calling out the ref. And if they just kind of played the game and just continued going from where they were, they could have put on or put up a little bit more points against uh, Spartans, I believe. But the fact that they were so focused on arguing with the refs about the bullshit calls, you guys just got to let that go. Like, when a, when a bad call happens, or if you think it's a bad call, just let it go, move on, try to uh, try to score the next drive or whatever, because letting those penalties affect you really is the most negative thing you can do in this league. And then on top of that, then the refs tend to get a little bit spiteful. They, they really won't make as many calls, or they'll make more calls if you're pissing them off, and it's completely reasonable, because why are you screaming at them when you should be focusing on the game, so focus on the game more than the penalties, team highlight, Spartans, way to put on a show, you guys played absolutely phenomenal, quarterback was throwing dots all over the field, number 81, I think he is, I think his name's Paulie, dude is an absolute monster, dude's like six foot something, looks like a house, 
he's going to be like their tight end kind of target. He's going to be the end zone threat from here on out for the Spartans. So watch out for them. I definitely think they're going to be trailblazing to a second or third place finish, possibly in bronze, um, especially with the new additions to their team. So look out for them. I got to shoot a couple photos from the game. You can check those out on the website. Absolutely amazing uh, shots I had from a couple of the players. Absolutely amazing game all around. Uh, next game, we had Dior versus Abusement Park. Abusement Park was only able to put up six points against Dior. They ended up losing 19-6. Um, Dritton, who I said was highly doubtful or not playing, ended up playing. He said he was going to play quarterback. He ended up not playing quarterback. Then he ended up playing receiver, and they were only able to score one touchdown, and it was just, it, 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 was, it was bad. The Abusement Park looked like they were falling apart. A lot of internal arguments between the, uh, the quarterback and the receiver. And uh, I got a little bit of an inside tip that uh, the Abusement Park has switched quarterbacks. Gim Jurici should have never ended up being quarterback. He is a wide out 100%. Kid's a really good wide receiver. He's got a lot of uh, length to him, and he's pretty fast. So he's able to be targeted in the uh, receiving game now. And apparently they're bringing in some sort of ex-quarterback or quarterback from Keene. I don't know. Every time I hear a quarterback used to play for a college and then he comes into this league, he ends up sucking. So... We'll see what the Abusement Park's about to do next week. They have a really big matchup, which I will be talking about when we get to the uh, matchups for next week, but we'll hold off on that for now. Um, Dior, I'm surprised you guys only put up 19 points, to be honest. You guys had a couple more opportunities to score where you gave up um, drop balls and you had a couple guys open that you just weren't able to throw to because the rush came just on time. So if you guys look to work past that, kind of the quarterback works to uh, maybe stay in the pocket a little bit more, trust his receivers to get the uh, get open on those routes. I think he could have dumped a couple balls off when he was getting rushed and uh, definitely scored a little bit more in that game. But still, clean victory, 19-6. Holding a team to only one score is really big, especially when you have uh, so much time to play. Then you had Watkins versus Monsters, 43-40. to That was the highest scoring game I've probably seen in a while they were just going tit for tat the entire game Watkins is a very very strong team when it comes to offense I've always said their defense is their weakest point but <coughs> for the monsters to score 40 points also the monsters are showing that they have the high-powered offense that they are able to score I believe this was the monsters first interdivisional game so seeing as they lost 40 to 43, it's not your best thing to see, but seeing as they lost to the defending champions, it's not the worst. So Monsters look to bounce back next week. Watkins look to keep trailblazing with the uh, high-powered offense, look to work on your defense and everything. We'll see how things work out from there. Um, my boys, LMA, you guys got moved up. Silver matchup against the Chargers. You guys ended up beating the Chargers 28-25. I was very impressed with that. Like, very, very impressed with that. Um, I thought the Chargers were a clear first-place team in this division. I thought the Chargers might absolutely take the division. I thought the Chargers had no opponents that really were going to go up against them. I, had, I thought they had one or two guys who could get close. But the way they were playing, I didn't think they would end up losing, let alone to a team that I didn't think was going to be in sil or, uh, bronze division. So, I said they got moved up to silver. Whatever, I meant bronze. But... 
congratulations, LMA. I'm very impressed by the win there. Uh, Chargers, don't get too disappointed. LMA's been a team that, like I said, they've been around for a while. They've been playing on and off for probably three, maybe even four seasons, because I think they were around before Plan B was triangle out. So um, don't get too discouraged by that. LMA, like I said, is going to be the dark horse of whatever division they're in. They were able to sneak out a victory against Plan B when they were on their championship run. They were able to sneak out victories against some of the higher contenders in each division they've been in every year. So watch for LMA to be a dark horse in this division. Possibly a second or third place team. They might give Spartans a run for their money. I don't know. We'll see how um, the matchups pan out for the next couple of weeks. And then we had Mean Machine 1.0, the the bronze one. One that uh, got moved down from silver, the one I always complain, plays man defense too much. I actually got a chance to watch one of their games. Um, not personally, I wasn't at the field, but I got footage from the game. It seems like they've switched to a zone defense finally. I'm very impressed with that. Um, not that they listen to me. I think they just took it upon themselves to finally switch to a zone defense. They figured out it might be better. Um, they adjusted their defense. They ended up beating C Park 32-26. Gary, I'm going to quote you. You're going to hate me for quoting you, but Gary said... He put Mean Machine up against a team that he thought was one of the better teams in this division. So seeing Mean Machine beat C Park, it, it's impressive to say the least. Um, I heard there were a couple controversial calls in that game. Again, this coming from players, so I can't say it's definitively a controversial call unless I saw it. So, But um, I'm impressed, like I said, with Mean Machine. Um, apparently their quarterback, who's been missing... Um, he finally came back. He absolutely was able to work with his offense and finally show them what Me Machine's offense was able to do. Their defense still needs a little work, but outside of the defense, if their offense can keep pushing, I think this quarterback's got a pretty good eye. He's got a pretty good arm, so he might be able to keep up scoring-wise against other offenses. It's just going to be that defense that they're going to need to trust to get at least one or two stops to make sure that it's not a tie game throughout the entire game. So... Um, like I said, me machine, kudos to you guys, way to swap up your defense, way to change up your offense, way to bring back that quarterback. Um, I'm thinking they're like a middle of the pack team. They were a silver team, so I can't give them too little credit and they're not playing the full man defense anymore. So they are not like, a, they're not a plan B threat. Don't get me wrong. Like they're not a team where you see them and you're like, all right, this is going to be a hard ass matchup. It's more or less Mean Machine is one of those teams that they, they play football or they used to play football. I don't know how old these kids are. It's either they're in high school and they currently play football or they just graduated high school and they like were working on playing football. I'm not exactly sure, but they're like they used to play for the high school team together. They're just working together to get some work in. So um, they know each other. They're, they're a team that can meld together. They're a team that can do some damage if you think of them too lightly. So <clears throat> seeing as they switched up their defense, I would say anybody playing Me Machine, you might want to watch out for the next couple uh, weeks because they might want to make a statement. I don't know if they listen to this. They might have heard I talk shit. So they might just be trying to run people over from here on out, try to show that they're not a bad team and they deserve to be where they were. We're going to move on to the Diet Bronze teams now. We're going to see... Matchups for last week, we had the, all right, I know I hit it, 
It's not refreshing. Though. Hold on. All right, there we go. We are updated. So, we had the matchup of Grape Apes versus Renegades. 34-44, to 44, Grape Apes ended up losing. Um, Renegades, like I said, are a team that's been playing together forever. They've been, they were part of, like, I, I, I don't know if it was the Outlaws, the Grape Apes, themselves or they they might have just they're a branch off from another team i forget I, I i i've definitely smoked too much in my day to remember things that far back anymore but um <coughs> the renegades are a team that's played together for a while they remind me of um what used to be des nuts they're a team that like they don't look like the most athletic people but when they get on the field they really can work together because they know each other so well um after winning, I actually saw the Renegades arguing with each other because of a play that uh, the receiver and the quarterback were arguing. The receiver was wide open downfield, but the quarterback got rushed on two, and he had to scramble out just the slightest bit and wasn't able to get the ball off. And in that time, the receiver got covered by the safety, so the receiver just got really pissed. And he's like, if you get rushed, just toss the ball up. I'll go and get it. And it was funny just watching a team argue with themselves after even winning. So it goes to show that, you know, they just want to work on getting better. They just want to keep scoring. So it, it's funny to watch them play. They're a really funny group of guys. Absolutely adore watching uh, watching them, you know, get wins. Because when they get wins, they're, like, genuine happy people. When they end up losing, they end up fighting with each other like madmen. So good to see them get the win. Great babes. Um, I'm not going to take away from the Renegades' victory. But I 100% I, I think if Big Al was there the entire game, I think it might have gone a little different. I'm not saying that the quarterback they had fill in for Big Al wasn't as good. It's just Big Al's got this way of working the ball into like areas that it shouldn't be thrown, and he's it's it's quite impressive, honestly. And um, he has the ability to like just whiz the ball in sidearms sometimes. Like it's almost like a Pat Mahomes esque throw, but it's not. It's it's really not. Like it's an ugly Pat Mahomes throw. But it gets the job done, and he knows that. And um, he's got really, really, really good guys on his team. They're all genuine people. They, um, I was talking to them before the game and everything. They were just talking about how uh, they've been working together for a while, and um, them being older and everything. People like you know think less of them. When you think older guys coming onto the football field, you're like, all right, we should be able to beat them being younger guys. And then these guys coming out running like you know full speed, 100 miles per hour. They they they're they're out there to win. So don't ever look at Grape Apes and go, oh, this is gonna be an easy win. It's never gonna be an easy win against them. Um, I'm impressed that Renegades came out on top. I think Grape Apes are probably the contender for top of the division this year for their uh, division. But like I said, we'll see how that pans out after losing to the Renegades. It might be Grape Apes Renegades one and two right now. So. <clears throat> We had Phantoms and Pylon Pythons. They played at 1 o'clock. Phantoms ended up winning 19-14. I believe they ended up stopping the Pylon Pythons as they were trying to score in the final couple of minutes or final couple of seconds. It came down to, like, the last play or two. They were in the red zone. Big throw over the middle was broken up by, I believe, Nick Perrone. Um, very big dub for them, seeing as... Uh, they started the year 0-2. 
They, they got their first win under their belt. It's really good to see them, like, you know, finally being able to work together. Got their quarterback back. Got their offense back. They're fully working from there. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see how the Phantoms do in uh, Diet Bronze from here on out. Pylon Pythons. It being such a low-scoring game, I really don't know what to take from this because I left the field at this time. I was at the field from, like, 9 a.m. until probably, like, 1, 1 and then I left to go get a hot drink because I was cold as hell and my hands had no feeling in them and I couldn't shoot my camera anymore because I couldn't use my finger. So, uh, yeah, I went to go get a drink and I missed this game. So I don't know if it was just really good defenses playing each other, if the offenses weren't able to score. I don't know, but this seems to be a lower scoring game. I know the Phantoms have a very high-powered offense. They have an issue in the red zone. Um, Pylon Pythons, I know... I think it was like a week ago yeah last week they scored 41 points so their def or their offense isn't bad i just think they played a better defense this week and they weren't ready for it so we'll look to see how the phantoms are going to be doing in diet bronze they got their first win under their belt pylon pythons had their first win last week looking to keep or looking to get their uh second win i think so <clears throat> we'll look to see how they improve throughout the weeks uh, last game we had Militia versus Stormcloaks. That was twenty-seven to twenty-one Militia. Um, these again, these are two teams that I do not know much about at all. Um, I haven't seen a game between Militia. I haven't seen a game between Stormcloaks. I really don't know anything about these two teams. Um, I'm gonna look to hopefully at least watch one of their games this week. Uh, should Militia's playing at eight p.m. I think on Friday. Same time, I'll be at the field playing for Show Us Your TDs. So I'll be able to get a look at um, Militia. And then the Stormcloaks play the Phantoms. So I'll be there to shoot that game. Um, I'll finally be able to get a look at the Stormcloaks and hopefully give you guys a little bit more information. Like I said, I'm trying to learn all the teams. I've learned most of the team names and I've seen most of the teams. So I know who they are and what they're capable of. But there are still a couple teams that I haven't seen like you know play or anything as of yet um and i apologize for that so now we're gonna go into the plastic division because i can't call you guys co-ed anymore because you guys are sad about that so <clears throat> no i'm not gonna talk about this game i'll talk about this game last because i have a lot to say about this game but we're not gonna talk about that right now uh globo gyms uh purple cobras beat the tribe 34 to 21 uh, like I said, Globo Gym, they have a very high-powered offense. Not the greatest defense, but they were able to hold the Tribe to 21. Um, I'm very impressed with them. They've seemed to be storming their way through the division. Like I said, I think Khaled's the only team that might really be above them uh, skill-wise as of right now. Uh, so look to see some big impact from Globo Gym. Look to see some big impact from Khaled in this division. Uh, the Tribe, I believe, next week, they end up playing... Oh, I play them next week, so I'll get to see how you guys play. I don't know much about your team. Um, we'll see how you guys end up doing against us, and I'll be able to give a little bit more input on that. And seeing as I'll be playing, I'll definitely be able to get some input if you guys are just missing some calls, or if you guys are just missing flags, or if you're all around a good or a bad team. So that'll be fun. Uh, look forward to playing you guys next week. Um, Khaled... Versus Preachers, Khaled won 32-24. Um, 
that's impressive because the Preachers, I thought, were one of the teams that might be running the co-ed division. And it seems like Khaled has made their statement to say, uh, I keep calling them the co-ed division, the plastic division. Sorry, guys. Um, but like I said, I think Khaled is a clear front runner in this division as of right now. They ended up um, scoring a lot of points against a lot of teams and keeping people to a point where they're not able to beat them. So Khaled, I'm impressed with them. Um, they almost lost to Globo Gym, like I said, the week before, but they seem to be the clear one and two as of right now. Preachers look to bounce back next week. Um, they're a good team. They've been working together for a while, so hopefully uh, something can come good out of that, but I don't know exactly what's going to happen because, <clears throat> I don't know, there was a little bit of a, a scaffold after the, uh, after the game last week. I guess one of the kids was walking by one of the players, the preachers. He was running his mouth, talking about how they won, etc., etc. A little bit of a scuffle broke out. When I say scuffle, I mean there were words flying, people threatening to fight people. No one actually hit each other. No one actually did anything. Uh, yeah, and then they, I don't know, Gary got yelled at. There was a whole bunch of nonsense going on, so I don't know. Um, preachers, put all that nonsense behind you. You guys are such a better team when you stop focusing on what the other team's saying. Um, I think that's your biggest issue is when you guys start, like, you know, letting the other team get to you, you really let them get in your heads. Uh, I saw Jay kind of, like, screaming, can we just play the goddamn game? Jay just wanted to, like, you know, get you guys focused on the game, make sure you guys focused on playing football. And if you guys maybe focused a little bit more on the actual game, you guys might have been able to squeeze out the victory there i don't know I, again i'm not putting you guys down i'm just saying the whole fighting during the football thing it, it's just uncomfortable for all of us because then other teams got to get involved to try to break you up because we don't want to lose the field uh you know cops end up getting called or something they see all of us there they start asking questions about face masks and everything oh speaking of face masks public service announcement i just want to make this announcement for gary i don't know if he's told everybody but Anybody who's not playing, like, if your game is currently not on the field, you need to bring a mask. You have to have one just in case because basically what happens is the regulations allow it so players, coaches, and uh, referees do not have to wear masks. But if you're not playing in the game at that time, you are not a player, you are a spectator. So you must bring your mask just how you can have it on the side. You don't have to wear it per se. But if you see people coming over, you see cops or whatever, you put your mask on. Because we will get kicked off the field for that. We will lose the field because of this situation with Corona. And we do not want to have that happen. So bring a mask. Bring extra masks if you have them to give to people if need be. I don't care. Just I want to make that PSA. I want to make a PSA that these teams, you guys can jaw at each other. It's football. We all jaw at each other. But stop fighting getting annoying so all right now that i made my psas we'll move on to the last game from uh plastic we had motley crew versus show us your tds uh motley crew ended up losing 18 to 52 i played in that game uh <clears throat> yeah i um i became a free agent this week i got signed to show us your tds on the waiver wire uh and we went off i i, I don't know how else to say it motley crew's not a bad team they're very athletic they know what they're doing. 
but we were playing like we were on steroids. I don't know what was going on. Chris had a day at safety. Nothing could get deep past him. Dante had like three or four sacks. He had four touchdowns on the day. Nothing could get past Ball and Mike at corner. I'm pretty sure Mike had two interceptions. Um, we had Jay the Silk guy. He filled in at um, at safety for us because we were down a man. One of our players ended up getting into an accident on the way to the field. Uh, Jay filled in at safety, played an absolute phenomenal game. I believe he had a touchdown also. Um, I had a touchdown, over 100 yards, an extra point, an interception, then I almost ran back. So it was a good day for all of us. It was good to, after we had a rough start with this team to the beginning of the season, it was good to, you know, show them that we're not a bottom of the tier team or bottom tier team. And we can put up points and we will put up points when we play other teams. Um, we had a couple off weeks. We didn't really have a quarterback. We, we didn't even have a quarterback this week. Mike played quarterback and he played it out of his freaking mind. So you know what? Just look to see. Show us your TDs doing some big things. I wouldn't count them out as of yet. But I don't want to toot my own horn and then get beat up next week by Donnie's Angels. So, uh, yeah. And speaking of Donnie's Angels, now I can get into this game. And when I say get into this game, I mean I'm going to rip into Unguarded right now. Because what the hell, guys? So Donnie's Angels. They are a co-ed team of predominantly female players. I want to say the ratio to from females to guys is like 2 to 1, 3 to 1 maybe. Um phenomenal team, great people. They're out there looking to have a fun time. My issue is when you're playing another team that you clearly see is just trying to have a fun time and you end up Fortnite dancing on the sideline to gloat and like talking shit to a bunch of females when you're a team of all guys who recently just signed an ex-champion. Mind you, Unguarded just signed Gianni Labikis, who is actually an ex-champion from the league. He played on the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack ended up winning a championship in this league. He's a great player. He played hard as hell, which, again, I'm not taking away from Gianni because Gianni plays hard as hell every game, no matter who he's playing. And he wanted to get back out there after being gone for weeks on end. But this unguarded team hasn't scored a point until this week. And then wanted to talk shit. What the... Wh why? And then I'm on the freaking sideline. I'm taking pictures. And all of a sudden, I got one dude yapping at me. Saying, oh, I'd say I was on an NBA, NBA court the other day. What are you doing with your life? And I'm like, what the? What are you doing on an NBA court? Why were you on an NBA court? And when was the last time you were on an NBA court? Because the NBA ended, like, a while ago. So, like, what the hell were you doing? And he's like, oh, I was taking pictures. Okay. So, so he's telling me that his job is to take photos on the sideline for the NBA. It then gets time to pay ref fees. And Mr. Rich Boy, who was running his mouth about taking pictures from the NBA, didn't have $5 to give to the referees for the ref fee. Just wanted to point that out. Um, all I got to say, Unguarded, is you're really lucky that my buddy Tooch is a good guy. Because Nick Santuccio stayed on the sideline about 50% of this game. And he could have come in and not only played quarterback and absolutely decimated you guys. But he could have played safety and made it so you guys couldn't throw down the field for the rest of the game. 
but he was a nice guy because it's not his team. He fills in. He's a nice guy's sub. He plays on the team as a sub because, you know, he plays on multiple teams in multiple divisions because he likes to get his work in. But he was nice about it. And I'm going to leave it at that because I, I, I really think the score could have been 42-6 the other way if he decided to be pissed off enough. But, you know, you guys just got to check your attitude when you guys are playing, especially in a league where most of us are genuinely nice to each other. So you don't want to start making enemies where people play on Garden and they want to run up the score on you which, again, should be pretty easy, seeing as this is the first week you guys have scored a point. Again, just wanted to point that out. First week you have scored a point. All right? So, um, yeah, it was a good return of Lathricus. I missed the kid. It's my biggest thorn in my side. He's probably going to say something about this. But uh, he had a game. He really did. Played out of his mind. Glad to see him back in the league. I don't know how long he'll be here. He jumps between Florida and Jersey all the time. So, But it's good to see him here. Um, Donnie's Angels, you guys are a phenomenal team. Quarterback's got heart. Your receivers are great. Um, I really just think you played a team that was trying to, you know, show out for the fact that they hadn't scored a point. And uh, you guys were just trying to have a fun time. I don't know. I just think they were real dicks about it. I think you guys were great. I think your team has a lot of potential. Um, and, yeah, I, I hope to see Donnie's Angels score a couple more points, possibly get their first, uh, I believe, their first win, hopefully, coming up. So, I don't know. But that that's my rant on Unguarded. Don't be dickheads after not scoring a point the entire season. It's just God almighty. All right, and now I'm going to go into... I don't I don't even know what to call this. I I came on the the division page the other day and I was looking through the divisions and all of a sudden I see a division called Dummy. There's just a division called Dummy with a team called Dummy who's played two games. One game against Gangrene apparently. They lost 6 to 33. And then one game against the Preachers where they lost 6 to nothing. I'm confused. I, I I don't know who this team is. I don't know what division they're in. I have absolutely no idea what they're doing here. They're 0-2, though. So, that's what I know about Dummy. <laughs> I'm convinced Gary just accidentally put this here. Honestly, I, I don't know. I really don't know what he's doing here. But, uh, yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go into the standings now, because... We're going to work from the standings, and then we're going to go into next week's matchups. So, standings for the North Division or the Gold Division. We have, all right, first I'm going to go down, all right, I'm going to go down the list, and I'm going to talk about teams who have been moved up and moved down. Uh, two Plus Club, been here, 4-0. I think they're first place material, 100%. Don't even question it. Um, Gangrene ended up getting moved up from Silver. Uh, they should have been in gold to begin with. Uh, apparently, their quarterback was supposed to have some some procedure done. And he wasn't going to be quarterbacking. And, uh, yeah, he's quarterbacking. I don't know. So, now they're in gold where they belong. Because once you win a championship in a division, you should probably be moved up. But, anyways, welcome to gold, Gang Green. Nice to see you guys. Um, 
I hope you guys don't roast me like the last time I mentioned you guys on the podcast. I don't know. But uh, your team seems to be the same team you guys were. You guys belong in gold. You guys have been, you know, running through silver since last year. So, congrats. Uh, passing TDs, we got at 3-1. and one. Terps, we have at 2-1. and one. Body bags at 2-2. Two and two. Past our prime at 1-2. and two. Mean Machine 2.0 at 1-3. and three. And the Moneymakers, who are a new addition to gold, haven't played a game yet. They are sitting at the bottom at 0-0. Zero and zero. We'll see them play a doubleheader, I believe, next week. And we'll get to see what their team's about. So, that's about all I got on them right now. But, um, 2-plus, clearly a front-runner. Gangrene's got their win against lower division teams. So, I don't really know where to put them in the gold division right now. They're a good team, but I don't know if they're 2-plus club good. So, we'll see. Pass and TDs, like I said, are the clear second place in my eyes. Terps, third place. And then the rest of the teams, we'll see what's going to come from them. But I really think as of right now, it's Terps, Pass and TDs, and 2-plus club. Possibly sprinkle some uh, gangrene on top. I I don't know yet. We're going to see how they do in gold. Um, Move on to the South Division. We have, hold on, I'm going to take a sip of Gatorade because my mouth's dry. All right, we have Plan B sitting at top, 3-0. All Madden, second place, 3-1. Balls Deep has somehow played five games already. They are 3-2. War Sharks at 2-1. Outlaws at 2-2. ND Legends got moved down to silver. They are 1-2. Huffin' and Puffin', 1-2. The Comebacks, I believe were also a gold team who got moved down. If I'm not mistaken. So welcome to Silver. And Dr. D. 0-3. Plan B. You're clear front runners. I've been talking up all Madden. This entire. Past two weeks I think. I think they're the dark horse of this division. I really think they're going to make a run for it. Um, They might be able to give Plan B a run for their money. I don't know. We'll have to see that matchup when it gets down to it. Um. War Sharks and Outlaws, I still think, are the three and four of this division. I don't know about Balls Deep. They just, they've played more games so far. We'll see when it comes down to it. But Outlaws and War Sharks, I think, are going to be the clear third and fourth place teams. Possibly even second with War Sharks because of their high-powered offense. They had a uh, bye week last week. We'll see how that ends up uh, affecting their team. Notre Dame Legends came from gold. They destroyed a team in bronze, got beat up in gold. So we'll see how it goes from there. I think Silver's the right spot to have them right now, but like I said, I don't know if they're first and second place material, to be honest. Uh, The teams in Silver are really good, and I haven't seen this Henry Smith guy or whatever freak his name is getting really pissed off about it, but uh, yeah, so, and then Huffin' and Puffin' comebacks in Dr. D. Dr. D's clearly having a very rough time coming back into the division, but They've been together for a while. I think they can squeeze out at least one or two wins before the end of the season. So we'll look to see how that develops also. Moving on to the bronze division, you have Brooklyn Wu at 3-0. and uh, Were they in diet bronze before this? I think they were in diet bronze before this. So Brooklyn Wu got moved up. They're 3-0. Watkins now 2-1 and one over the Chargers due to the fact that they have less points against. Um, Chargers were my clear front runners at, uh I thought they were going to be 3-0 this week, but they um, they got knocked down. 
They got uh, beat up by LMA, so... Then we have Dior at 2-1, two and one, Spartans at 2-1 and one also, Monsters at 2-2. Two and two. I don't know if the Monsters or the Monstars. I think it's the Monstars. I don't know, though. Uh, LMA at 1-1, one and one, C Park at 1-2, and two, and Mean Machine 1.0 at 1-3. Uh, C Park, I think, is just having a rough time with their matchups. They've had a couple really close ones. Uh, their point differential is only minus 15, being 1-2. and two. Um, that's not terrible, but, uh, they really need to get things going, they need to get things working with each other, hopefully prevent, um, less deep ball threat, which seems to be their biggest issue right now, um, that and flags, like, uh, not only pulling them, but getting penalties on some bullshit, but, uh, they could be, you know, middle of the pack, if not top of the division contender, but as of right now, sitting at 1-2, and two, it's going to be rough making that comeback from 1-2 and two all the way to the top of the division. Um, I think Brooklyn Wu, Chargers, Watkins, and Spartans right now are our top four. I think Dior is going to fall underneath Spartans sooner or later. Monsters, while they have a high-powered offense, I think have an issue with their defense that uh, allows teams to score. And a lot of these defenses are really solid and can definitely stop them for at least one or two drives. So, I don't know how that's going to pan out for them. LMA, I definitely think can make a run for second or third place. I don't know if they're a first place team, but I definitely think they can make a run for second or third. We'll see how the rest of their games pan out, seeing as they beat the Chargers. I want to see how they pan up against a couple other uh, teams. But, if they use their, their early season luck and got their one win against the top division team like they normally do... They might just end up losing out from here. So we'll see how LMA do, uh, does. And then Me Machine, you guys could be a middle-of-the-pack team, but starting out 1-3 and three right now is rough. But having your quarterback come back and everything, you guys might be able to win out. That's very bold of me to say. But there's a possibility to it, so I don't want to take that away from you guys. Um, moving on to Diet Bronze. We have the Renegades. At three and one, we have Grape Apes at two and one, Stormcloaks at two and two, Militia at two and two, Pylon Pythons at two and two, Phantoms at one and two, Abusement Park at one and two, and then Team Highlight being moved down from at zero oh and three. Uh, team Highlight and Abusement Park are both new additions to Diet Bronze. They were Bronze teams who got moved down due to their standings and losing and being not as good as Gary thought they were. Uh, no offense, Abusement Park. No offense, Team Highlight, but, you know, welcome. You guys join the Phantoms and being another team moved down from Bronze. Uh, you guys can easily move back up. I, I, I don't know how Gary's doing it. He might move teams back up if they start running through their division. He might keep you guys down there. I don't know. Especially both of you being 1 and 2, it seems like Diet Bronze is where the teams will be stuck for now. There's a chance that possibly Grape Apes or Renegades gets moved up. But it seems like he's moving up the top contenders for the uh, divisions. And it's going to be difficult to be a top contender staying at 1 and 2. You guys do have the ability to win out. Don't get me wrong. Phantoms and Abusement Park, both high-powered offenses, both very good defenses. But we'll have to see how things develop throughout the season. Um, I think the Phantoms might start melding a little bit better together. They might start actually vibing. Uh, the quarterback might get a little bit more confidence in a couple more of his receivers. Um... I don't know. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, Abusement Park, they just signed a new quarterback, apparently. 
they have very, very, very big threats in Gim and Drayton at receiver. So, oh, and they also have Vic. I, I never mentioned Vic, but uh, Vic, uh, I'm gonna butcher your last name, bro. Jaman Draman 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 Jaman Draman. Yeah, that kid. He's uh fast as shit, and uh, he's got a very good football mind. So um, he's also a very effective receiver and a very effective defender in their uh, their team. So they have, like I said, Phantoms and Abusement Park both have the tools to be first and second place teams. But uh, the one and two start, it's going to be rough. They got to get past the uh, teams in the top of the division. And seeing as um, Phantoms have already lost to the Great Apes, it's going to be hard to squeeze out wins against top division teams, having lost to one already and only playing, I think, each team once throughout the season. So, um. But like I said, they do have a chance. I think Renegades and Grape Apes are one and two as of right now. Uh, Pylon Pythons, I think, will begin to fall a little bit further in the division. Um, I don't know anything about Stormcloak and Militias. I'll give you guys more info on them. And I think Team Highlight has a huge issue with the penalties. They have probably lost four touchdowns to penalties and then have probably lost... I want to say six turnovers to penalties. They're, they're not having a good time with penalties. And I don't know if it's actually the referees or if it's them, but they're having a shit time and they need to fix that before I can say they're going to get anywhere even close to a win. So that's my take on that team. Don't kill me. Love you guys. But, you know, it's rough being 0-3. And then we move on to the plastic division or the co-ed division. You know, let me know what you guys actually want to be called. But uh Khaled we have at three and oh. Preachers at two and two. How is the rest of the division have one win and so many losses? Gary, stop doing crossover games. My lord. Anyways, uh Yeah, Globo Gym, Purple Cobras at one and two, the tribe at one and two, show us your TDs at one and two, unguarded at one and three, Motley Crew at one and three, then Donnie's Angels at 0 oh and three. Um Show us your TDs got moved down last week from Diet Bronze after being moved down from Bronze the week before. That's my team, by the way. Um, so their being one and two isn't interdivisional. So they could make an impact in the league. I think Khaled's a clear front runner for first place right now, being 3-0, having the big point differential, and uh, beating out a lot of the top contenders in the uh, division already. Preachers are a clear second and third place team if they stop arguing with each other. Uh, the Tribes seem like a solid team, but I don't, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know much about them. We'll see what they can do this week, and I'll give a little bit more info on them. Unguarded, I don't see getting another win for the rest of the season unless they play Donnie's Angels again. Um, yeah, that's what I gotta say about them. I really, I really just don't know. I don't think that team has much to it besides Gianni as of right now. Uh, yeah. Ew. Anyways, uh, Motley Crew one and three. I think Motley Crew, like I said, has a lot of potential as a team. They just need to figure something out because whatever they're doing ain't working. They they switch quarterbacks like four times. Um, during our game, they didn't know who they wanted to be quarterback, but uh. They need to figure out a game plan because they are talented kids. They are athletic kids. They just need to, you know, not play the way they were playing last week. And I think they'll be 100% in a better place. So, uh, 
yeah, I don't know how this division pans out. I really just think Khaled's on top right now, and any team really can take second, third, and fourth. So we'll see how the next two weeks pan out. I think the next two weeks being weeks, what, four and five, I think those are the decisive weeks. I think we'll see people pull out in front, and then I think we'll see our bottom-of-the-tier teams, and then we'll see the ones who are kind of fighting for a playoff. Well, not fighting for a playoff spot, seeing as you don't have to fight for a playoff spot, but fighting for a top, you know, contending team to possibly get that bye week or whatever. I, I don't know what Gary's doing with the uh, the tournament bracket when it comes down to uh, playoffs, so... We'll see how that turns out. I'm convinced he's just going to put names on a dartboard. You know how I think he thinks. So, um, yeah. Those are the standings for this week. Um, we're going to go into predictions for next week. We're going to talk about the matchups for next week and uh, what the effect they could possibly have on the standings and everything. And, again, if anybody's... Just tuning in for the, because uh, I know some people skip to certain parts. If you're just turning in, tuning in now, just skipping forward to this part, I just want to reiterate my PSA from earlier. Bring a face mask if you have one. Just bring one of your N95s cloth face mask. I don't care. Just bring it to the field if you're not on the field. Uh, you don't have to wear it unless instructed to, but make sure you have one just in case because they were busting a lot of people's balls about the mask at the door and they were all also busting people's balls when uh the cops ended up getting called due to the uh irate gentleman who was uh refusing to wear a mask you can also catch those photos on a mama's men's flag football league uh facebook <laughs> yeah i took pictures of it anyways um let's go into the matchups for next week at a big holy crap gary has done matchups all the way up to the 20th of freaking december i'm not going over all these i'm just gonna go over uh the friday night matchups and next week so gary decided this week he was going to do friday night lights we have six seven and eight o'clock time slots if i'm not mistaken i believe there are two games at six two games at seven two games at eight don't quote me on that though um passing tds will be playing the terps at uh six o'clock I think that's going to be a, a pick em. I think that's an even matchup. I think that's going to be an absolutely phenomenal game. I think that's going to determine the second place for this uh, division. I think Pass and TDs has a chance to take second. But like I said, Terps are a phenomenal team. I don't think there is much that, that can stop their offense. Uh, their defense might need a little work. But outside of that, I really think they're going to be contending for the top of the division. This will determine, I think, second and third place of the division. Not, like, actually, but in my eyes it will. So, uh, I'm going to take that as a pick -em. I'm leaning passing TDs just because they were able to keep up with 2-plus club as well as they did last week. But again, Terps have a crazy receiving core and a defense that's kind of unstoppable as of right now, but could use some work. Uh, body bags versus 2-plus club, that is coming up on Sunday. 2-plus club, I think, will run that game up at least 14 points. Uh, nothing against body bags. I just... 2-plus club is absolutely phenomenal right now. They're a team that's unmatched, unstopped, and I don't think much is going to change that anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, after their matchup, outside of passing TDs, there's really no one who's held 
even a contest against two plus clubs. So we'll see how that pans out. Also, uh, passing TDs plays Mean Machine 2.0. Uh, I believe that's gonna go to passing TDs. There's no question in my mind. Um, the Mean Machines lost two out of their last three. They got decimated by two plus club and passing TDs was just able to hold their own against two plus club. So only lost by one point. So I really think uh, there's a possibility passing TDs could go up. I'll give it minus eight and a half. I'll give it a touchdown and a field goal, even though we don't have it. But I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go minus eight and a half. Definitely passing TDs. Um, Gangrene plays their first. I was going to say their first gold game, and they're up against Plan B. So that's a crossover game into Silver. Uh, that's a rematch of the Silver Division Championship last, uh, last season. Gangrene beat Plan B. Plan B looking to get their revenge fielding their new team and everything so i think they have a shot but i'm gonna give it minus two and a half to gangrene simply because of the last results simply because of what happened last regular season um but you know with the upgrades and everything i definitely think plan b can come out on top of gangrene if they play their game um pass our prime then plays terps at one o'clock so terps and pass and tds will both be getting two games friday and sunday um past our prime i think gets beat up by terps i'm gonna give it to terps again minus eight and a half i won't go minus 14 for any team that's not pat uh not two plus club right now so that's where i'm gonna stand on that but uh yeah i definitely think terps win this one hands down um i think it'll be a show to watch so that's gonna be at one o'clock that'll be a good game to watch we're going to move on to the Silver Division now. I'm going to skip over the Plan B game because we already know that's going to be coming up versus the Gangrene at 1 o'clock. Uh, Notre Dame Legends plays Huffin' and Puffin at 6 o'clock on Friday. That's going to be a great game in my opinion. Um, Huffin' and Puffin does have a decent offense, though they didn't show against Plan B. They're not terrible. Um, and Notre Dame Legends going from a bronze to a gold to now a silver team. It'll be a good gauge for their... Um, their skill level in silver as of right now. And we have War Sharks versus Huffin' and Puffin on Sunday morning. War Sharks plays a doubleheader also against Comebacks. I think War Sharks takes both these games. Minus six and a half, easy both ways. Um, their high-powered offense coming off a, a bye week and everything, they'll be well-rested. I think it'll be great to see them playing again. Their uh, quarterback and the, his receivers just like I said, works so well together. It just depends how that defense ends up working because sometimes that defense looks like it got Swiss cheese holes in it. So um, you guys patch up that defense, and I think you guys will definitely run through both these teams this week. Uh, Notre Dame Legends then plays Balls Deep at 12 p.m. I think I, that's a pick em, in my opinion. Uh, Balls Deep has been running through teams um, up until last week when they got beat by All Madden. And Notre Dame Legends, like I said... It's going to be their gauging games. We're going to see if they can beat both teams. I think they'll be a top contender for silver. If they beat Huffin and Puffin and lose to Balls Deep, I think they'll stay in the middle. They lose to both teams. I think they're a bottom bottom tier team. And they should have stayed in bronze. And Gary, you jumped them up way too soon. But we won't talk about that until it happens. Uh, All Madden then plays Dr. D at 1 o'clock along with, like I said, Gangrene versus Plan B. Uh, All Madden. I think is going to run over them. I might even give All Madden a minus 14 spread because Dr. D being 0-3, they've kept the games closed, but 
all Madden's a very, very good team. And Joey being safety, I don't think he's going to give up a lot of those deep balls that Dr. G is known for. So I personally might give this. All right, I'll stick by it. I won't give any team minus 14. I'll give them minus like 12. We'll call it a minus 12 spread. It's very odd, but call it minus 12, all Madden. Uh, I definitely think they win that one. Move on to bronze for the matchups for next week. We have at 7 o'clock under the lights, we have Mean Machine versus Brooklyn Wu. Hmm. I want to give it to Brooklyn Wu. But last time I gave it to a team that I was basing it just on record and everything, Sea Park ended up getting beat. I don't know. I think Brooklyn Wu, with their high-powered offense, will absolutely tear into Mean Machine. But Mean Machine being able to get that many chances back on offense. Like, their weak point is their defense. So if they're able to even get one or two stops on defense, I think their offense can keep up with Brooklyn Wu. Uh, but again, that depends on if the quarterback who played last week is playing and if they feel as confident as they did last week because they played a completely different game than they've been playing for the, rest of this, or the uh, beginning of the half of the season. Then we have Watkins versus Monsters at 11 on Sunday. I think Watkins is going to take that. You wonder why I say that? Um, probably because they played last week. I don't know why that's a rematch. But it's going to be a good rematch. I scheduled that game. I guess I didn't realize that Watkins played Monsters already. But that's going to be a good game. I think they need to run it back, honestly. After last week, I didn't do that intentionally. Like I, I did not think to check last week or the matchups before that week and see if Watkins was playing monsters. But that's gonna be a good game to run back now that I think about it because they they had a forty-three to forty game. I think that's gonna be a great matchup. Actually, kind of happy I did that. Then we have Spartans versus Sea Park, blockbuster matchup of the of the evening. Um, I can't wait to see them play each other. I think it's gonna be sparks flying. I think there's going to be a lot of shit talk. I don't think there will be any fights, but I think there's going to be a lot of shit talk, and I can't wait. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Spartans simply because Sea Park just got beat up by Mean Machine. Not beat up, but they lost to Mean Machine. Um, and I think the Spartans signing Pauly really gave their offense a new spark. So I'm going to give it to them minus two and a half Spartans. Uh, I think Watkins, I'm definitely giving the spread probably minus i'll just keep it minus two and a half they won by three last time we'll, we'll leave it at that and we'll see where it goes from there um hopefully their defenses can adjust to each other i don't know then you have chargers versus dior that is going to be a phenomenal matchup in my opinion um dior had a little a few adjustments that they needed to make the two weeks ago um They've played the Chargers now. They know what's going on. They just had a great game against Abusement Park. So hopefully with that new spark, they will come in and make a really big statement. Um, possibly beating the down Chargers after losing to LMA. I don't know. My, my opinion's kind of changed on uh, Chargers since they took that loss. So, But losing to LMA, the dark my dark horse, I don't know. I can't, uh, I can't really gauge too much based on that. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, LMA versus Mean Machine at 3 p.m. I think LMA takes this one minus six and a half. I think LMA, the dark horse, is going to 
show that they belong in this division, make a big statement. Uh, they then play Brooklyn Wu then plays Chargers at 4 p.m. That's going to be a phenomenal game. Brooklyn Wu Chargers, two of the top teams, two of the teams that I believe will be contending for first and second. Um, so that's going to be a, an all-out slugfest. But after again, after losing to LMA, I'm going to give the spread to Brooklyn Wu minus two and a half. Uh, LMA plays Dior after that at or at same time should I say at uh, 4 p.m. Wow, that's LMA and Dior are going to be playing back to back, and Chargers are going to be playing back to back. Brooklyn Wu is going to have no games that day, so Brooklyn Wu is going to be coming in fresh, playing a Chargers team that just played a doubleheader against Dior. Um, that's going to be interesting. Um, I definitely think there's a chance that Dior or that the uh, Chargers might lose that game, seeing as they're playing a second game. I don't know. We'll see. But um, And then I think Dior is going to make a little bit of a statement against uh, LMA. I don't know. They're my, like I said, my dark horse in, the, in this league is LMA. I think they're a really good team that's underrated. But um, I think that Dior is going to come out on top of them after having a good week. But it all depends on the, it depends on that outcome from the Chargers game. If they're winded, if they don't feel like they played their best in the Chargers game, they might come out swinging against LMA. So we'll see how that turns out. Moving down to Diet Bronze, we have the Grape Apes versus the Pylon Pythons at seven on Friday. I'm giving that to Grape Apes, no question in my mind. I think Grape Apes want a win after taking the loss last week. Uh, Pylon Pythons aren't the best team in the division as of right now. Grape Apes are a 1-2 and two team in my opinion. So I think Grape Apes will 100% take over unless Big Al's MIA again. Then we'll see. Then it might be a pick em at that point. I don't know. Big Al's a big factor in this offense. Uh, then you have at 8 o'clock Militia versus Preachers. I want to give the edge to Preachers, but again... I don't know. Or diet bronze team playing a bronze team. Or playing a, a diet bronze team playing a plastic team. And then I don't know enough about Militia. So I I want to, I'll, I'll just based on divisional matchups, I'll give Militia the spread two and a half, minus two and a half. Preachers need to make a statement coming in next week or coming off of last week. Uh, game after that. Oh no, it's not even the game after that. Sunday we have uh, Stormcloaks versus Phantoms. I know nothing about the Stormcloaks. I can't even give a spread for this game. Like Most teams, I have an idea. I think Militia is that red, white, and blue team, so I have a general consensus of who they are, so I can make spreads on their team. Stormcloaks, I know nothing about. I literally know nothing about them. So, that's good. Um, Phantoms, like I said, used to be on the team. High-powered offense. Pretty good defense. Uh, finally working together. I... They have an issue in the red zone, but outside of that, I I can't make any predictions on this. Like, if 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 they're able to score in the red zone, I think they I think Phantoms win. If they still have their issue with red zone offense, the Stormcloaks might take it. I I don't know. I don't know to be honest. Then we have Grape Apes versus Abusement Park. I want to talk about this. Um, it was supposed to be Abusement Park versus Phantom. And somebody from Abusement Park was all scary and texted Gary and got a game switch. So now it's Abusement Park. 
they basically said, look, we need another week to get our shit together. Can we play a team that's not the Phantoms? And Gary said, sure. I'll put you against the team that beat the Phantoms. <laughs> I don't know if that was a cruel joke or if Gary just didn't realize, but I find that funny they asked for a matchup that's not the Phantoms to get an easier matchup and then ended up against Grape Apes, who just beat the Phantoms the week before. So, um, yeah, I think a Grape Apes win this one. I think it's going to be minus two and a half with the spread. But with that new quarterback, I don't know, Abusement, Cor Abusement Park could swing out something. Dritt's a big red zone threat. Gim's going to be receiving now, so we'll get to see him in action. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that pans out come uh, Sunday. But I really do think the Grape Apes will take that one. Um, Renegades play Pylon Pythons next at two o'clock. I, again, think Pylon Pythons do not end up winning. I think Renegades, being a first and second contending team, end up beating them up just like the Great Apes might. But, again, don't quote me on that because every time I tend to be quoted on something, somebody gets angry. I don't know. And then after that, we have Militia versus Team Highlight. Um, I'm going to give it to Militia. I know Militia well enough. Like, I know what their team looks like. I know they can beat Team Highlight. I know Team Highlight's a good team, but Team Highlight has an issue with flags. So if they can fix their flag issue, I'll call this a pick em. But until they fix their flag issue, Militia's definitely a minus two and a half uh, favorite in the spread. Um, And then moving down to the Central Division, or the Plastic Division, or the Co-Ed Division, whatever you guys want to be called. I don't like calling you Central, because no North south east west like who knows which one is where I, I don't know anyways um yeah with damp compass uh we have the plastic division we have eight o'clock donnie's angels versus show us your tds ask me i'm gonna be there come say hi um that'll be a fun game that's going to be i'm not even gonna put a spread on that because i'm playing in the game and that's illegal it's illegal to bet on yourself um then we have Militia versus Preachers at 8 o'clock. I still think Militia takes that game. Uh, I've been thinking about it since I mentioned it when we were on uh, the Diet Bronze page because that's Militia, uh, the Militia division. But I definitely think Militia wins this one now that I think more over their team. Um, and on top of that, the infighting that the Phantoms have been having. Or not the Phantoms, Jesus Christ. I'm looking at the Phantoms' names because I'm highlighted over it. The, uh, the Preachers have had... It's... It's, I don't want to say it's causing an issue in their play, but again, they're more focused on everything going around them than actually scoring, and they need to stop doing that. When they stop doing that, they're a phenomenal team. So after that, we have Sunday coming up, Donnie's Angels versus Motley Crue. I think Donnie's Angels could squeeze out their first victory against Motley Crue, especially if they played the way they played last week, throwing in four different quarterbacks because they don't know what they want to do on offense. So that'll be a good game to watch. I'm going to leave that as a pick em. Um... After that, we have Preachers versus Globo Gym Purple Cobras. I think Globo Gym wins that hands down. No offense to Preachers. Love you guys with all my heart. But Globo Gym's clearly a front runner in this division along with Khaled. And I think that the Preachers lose that one. I'm going to give Globo Gym's minus two and a half spread. Um, then we have, oh my god, Gary. I don't know if you did this because you heard me complaining or you just love me intentionally or unintentionally. But Khaled versus unguarded i can't wait for this game it's gonna be like 65 nothing that's all i gotta say about that i'm giving the spread i said i wasn't gonna give a spread to anybody but uh 
Two plus club? Nope. Khaled, you're getting a minus 21 point spread on this game. Minus 21 points. I think Khaled wins the game by three scores or more on unguarded. No questions asked. Um, then three o'clock, you have show us your TDs versus the tribe. I don't know enough about the tribe to say that if we're going to win or lose, um, they seem like a pretty solid team based on these scores that they've had come out of the games, but I don't know enough about them and I'm not betting on myself. So I'm not going to make a spread for that game. Um, and then the dummy division. I still don't know what to do with this. I keep reading the dummy division. And I get so confused. There's a team called Dummy. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they plan on doing. I really don't know what the hell's going on with that. But anyways, um, little side notes now that we're done with the recap. We're done with all that shenanigans. Um, I just want to reach out to anybody listening to the podcast who is either a player on a team or a coach. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set up a Discord server um, for interviews. What we're going to do is we're probably going to meet on... I mentioned this last week, meeting on Saturday, but I figured out getting all the coaches together and everything at the same time was a little bit difficult. So what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to do like meetings of like five or six coaches at a time, go over a couple different things that have changed in the league, go over the standings and the divisions go over the divisions, go over possible changes or possible things that we might want to see coming out of this league because this could be um, a very like well-put-together league if a lot of a lot more people start giving ideas and getting involved because, you know, Gary does a lot of it behind the scenes. He has Al's help. I think he has Mike's help too. But um, between the three of them, if, you know, we contributed some ideas and then they had a couple people, like, I'm hoping... Uh, you know, sooner or later, Gary will just let me help him out with social media because I'm on the computer 90% of the time and I'm quite tech savvy. So I'd gladly help him out with social media and everything. But um, I don't know. I want to see this league grow. This league is a lot of fun. It's cool to see everybody playing, you know, in between seasons and everything. Good to see everybody every season. Um, the whole podcast has been getting... Actually, while we're on podcast, I'll check to see how many viewers we got as of last week see if we passed the 200 mark i'm trying to do 100 people per podcast damn right 185 so we got 96 last time i think we got 99 the week before that so we're at, we're at 185 no i totally did that math wrong. we were at 89 last week i think but yeah, um, we're at 185 total views. I'd love to get it up to 200, but again, I'm not pushing for that. It's cool that everybody tunes in, cool that people listen, it's cool that, you know, everybody gets involved. Um, I really like the fact that, you know, people started realizing that I was on the sideline taking pictures, asking me questions about the podcast. I had a lot of people request to be on the podcast, a lot of people requested to be phoned into the podcast. I'm looking to possibly do, um, along with the captain's meetings on Fridays and Saturdays, I'm also looking to do like a phone-in kind of uh, thing at one point in time on the podcast, hopefully like during an episode or two. If we want to talk about something, I'll phone in somebody, have them give a little bit of input, you know, put their audio onto the podcast and let that ride from there. But again, we're still adjusting. This is only the third week. 
I have that up and coming project that we're hopefully working on either tomorrow or Saturday. We'll hopefully have it posted by Sunday. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. I'm glad we're getting somewhere. I'm glad, like I said, I have the support from all you guys, but, um, you guys were, you know, you guys have been great. I really appreciate the support. So if you guys see me on the field, like I said, reach out to me, let me know, say hi. Um, if you have any questions about the podcast, if you want to be featured, if you have anything that you want me to talk about, if you have anything that you want me to specifically, you know, focus on, let me know. It really helped me out. Um, it really, you know, makes it easier on myself too. Cause I going through the entire league, I miss a couple games. I, I'm not going to be at the field from 9am to like 3pm every single day. I, I gotta, you know, I gotta go back to the home and get some food after a while or something. So but yeah, um, if you guys want to keep stats for your team and you want me to include stats for your team, I can also do that. Um, I would love to start including, like, when I go over the uh, recaps of the games, I would love to have stats on certain players. Like, I would love to be able to go and say, player of the game, so-and-so with touchdowns thrown, X amount of yards thrown or whatever. be really cool to have those stats. So if teams wanted to keep keeping or start keeping stats and then providing them to me, I'll gladly include all that information in the uh, podcast. That'd be a really cool, you know, little side thing to do. And I can also include it on the Twitter. We can keep up-to-date stats on, you know, the teams that are including their information. We can keep up-to-date stats on league leaders, et cetera, et cetera. So, like I said, if you guys want to do that, start keeping stats for your teams. I can take that information. I can crunch it all, and I can start giving you league leaders and stuff, all based on the information that we have been provided by the teams and don't get offended if you're not a league leader and your team's not providing stats. So just want to reach out to you guys and say that now. If you do provide stats, I'll gladly include it on the page, put it on the Twitter. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have followed the Twitter yet, but I started a Twitter for the um, for the podcast. It's, I believe, at Bucket Hat Toe Tap. So you can just go at Bucket Hat Toe Tap on Twitter, and you should see the... Um, the Twitter page, it's a picture of Julio Jones with a, um, a bucket hat on, and then you'll see the podcast being po posted. I also do um, little updates that I get from the league if I ever get information on um, schedule changes or injuries or anything. I'll try to post it on the Twitter also, try to keep it up to date. I made a little joke. I don't know if uh, you guys heard last week. I think it was last week. I was talking about um, I made a joke about not having sources correctly. And then uh, I made a joke about some guy named Steve Schefter. And uh, I was really talking about Adam Schefter. And anybody who knows me knows I was talking about Adam Schefter. But I created a fake persona of Steve Schefter. He's Adam Schefter's younger brother who just kind of eavesdrops on all of the conversations through the door. So he gets like half information from Adam Schefter. And then I report it on our league. So that's my little gimmick for uh, any league information I get from Steve Schefter, just so you guys don't think I'm an actual moron. But um, yeah, so I think that wraps up week three of Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. Um, I don't think there's anything else I needed to mention. Like I said, go check out the Facebook Mammoth Men's Flag Football League at Mammoth Men's Flag Football League on um, Instagram. You could check out the league lineup page. That's also on um, on our Facebook. 
and yeah you guys have been great that's it and have a happy thanksgiving gobble 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 talk to you guys next week don't eat too much turkey and yeah i'll see you guys then